Called me in, told me, um, you know what, uh, they were going to start splitting some time, and and uh, you know now we're uh, you know just kind of thought it's best is give uh, give Gino the start, and and uh, you know I'll back him up. I'll be a good teammate. You know I don't like it, but uh, for football you handle it, and uh, I did do my job. You said you don't like it, but didn't he say you also had the right to say, look, I want to start? Yeah, I mean, I just didn't think that's, uh, hey, you start knowing you're going to come out of the game, um, you know, to keep a streak alive, maybe. That's not, that's not what it's about, you know, to, to you know, it's not, it's not a preseason game where, hey, you're going to play a, you know, start to the half, what's the next week, a quarter, a series. That's not, uh, that's, that's not, that's not fair. It's not fair to me, not fair to Gino. That's not how you, how you play, you know, you play to win when, you, when you're, Name this, you know, quarterback, starting quarterback. You think it's your job to go, go win the football game, and you know you're just gonna play a little bit. I didn't want to, didn't want to, you know, I didn't feel that was the right way to play. Does this move make any sense to you? You know, hey, um, I don't have to make sense of it. That's uh, this is what it is, and like I said, um, you, know, you gotta deal with it. A lot of reactions out there. I get the reactions. I understand the emotions. I understand the responses. Uh, it's been a tough couple of days, uh, but we we feel we have to put our emotions uh, aside and um, make the best uh, make the best decision for the New York Football Giants. And uh, I'm at peace with the decision. Hello and welcome inside the cave. I'm the warden. This is episode six of Inside the Cave. Be sure to follow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at ITC Sportscast. Subscribe on iTunes at Inside the Cave. You can also listen to SoundCloud at Inside the Cave. But when you subscribe, if you are an Apple user, iPhone iPad, and you subscribe to Inside the Cave. New episodes are just going to drop right into that inbox for you or that widget, podcast widget of yours, and it's just going to make things a hell of a lot easier because, like I said, new podcasts are coming out week in, week out, whether it be Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. They're coming. They're coming in hot, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be back, and uh, they're going to be coming in all the fucking time now. And like I said, I am the warden, and what the warden says fucking goes, so you better subscribe. Do it right now. Do it right fucking now. Uh, before we get into that clip there, that was um, Eli Manning and Ben McAdoo, of course, on the benching for tomorrow's game. Geno Smith going to be behind center for the New York Giants. Going to get a little take in on that. Just going to recap to last week where I said, get that Steelers and Packers the hell out of here. Well, it turns out it was a pretty good game. So I was actually happy that I was wrong about that. Not a bad thing to be wrong about. Entertaining for all. Lest we forget, and this is where... I messed up, I guess, is Ben Roethlisberger, Mike Tomlin, Pittsburgh Steelers don't really play up to snuff when they're playing teams such as the Packers that are kind of, well, without Aaron Rodgers, they're you know, they're not going to make the playoffs. Mind you, they do have a winnable game this week against Tampa Bay. Maybe they get to 6-6. Six and six. They're, they're basically going to have to win out before Rodgers can come back, uh, which he could come back for those final two games they got to be 8-6. and six. The NFC is just going to be too hard to get into. You're not going to find a playoff spot 
in the NFC at 9-7. and seven. You're certainly not going to catch the Minnesota Vikings for the division because they're already at nine wins unless they just absolutely fucking implode over the next course of the remaining weeks, with their, which we recapped last week. Their schedule, actually, we didn't look at the Vikings schedule, but it's not, it's not a cakewalk. They have the Falcons this week. They do have the Eagles, I believe, next week or the week after. So not easy sledding for the Vikings, but I don't see them just dropping off the face of the map. So Packers are done. But uh, it was a good game. Said the switch should have been the Rams and Saints, and that game wasn't spectacular. I said you couldn't guarantee fireworks. But nonetheless, uh, entertaining football game. I was wrong. Said I would apologize. There's the apology. Now, Eli Manning getting benched for the New York Giants. And I've had a lot of time to digest this. Think about how everything kind of unfolded. Human aspect. Do you feel for Eli Manning? Yeah, you do. He's got a streak on the line that he could elect to play in. Come game time, does that switch? I don't know. I don't really see it. I respect that he doesn't want to go play. I understand it. It makes sense to me. It's a respectful thing. I don't think he's, he's not going to catch Brett Favre for most consecutive games played anyway. It's kind of one of those things that looking back when you say miss a game, you're going to know that he got benched anyway. It's not that he was hurt been very reliable for the Giants. I kind of see the understanding of why Giants fans are up in arms the way he got done. But hey, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to look at the big picture. That's the thing. Right, wrong, or indifferent, you have to look at the big picture. Giants are 2-9. and nine. Giants are 2-9. and nine. They're not going anywhere. They want to continue to lose games. They're going to finish with a, a minimum top five pick, if not top three. They want to lose. They want to lose some games because they want to make sure they get into that top three pick. And I understand why people are upset that Eli Manning helped you win two Super Bowls. He's never hurt. He's a class act quarterback. But this is life, ladies and gentlemen. This is life. Life is not fair. Any way you slice it, it's not fair. And this is possibly not fair. But this guy has made... Well over $100 million in career in his career. He will be fine. Moving forward, if it is with the Giants or a new team, guy's made over $100 million. Well over $100 million in his career. So cry me a fucking river. Like, I feel bad for Eli Manning. He's a competitor. He wants to play. He probably wasn't expecting this. But remember, the NFL is a business. And he's not giving results. Now, I know he does not have the team around him to produce those results. Injuries have plagued the New York Giants. Their run game is not good. They don't have a good offensive line. But this is life, ladies and gentlemen. Well over $100 million. There's people everywhere. If, if, if you're working a regular job and you're not producing, then you're going to get fired. They'll bring in somebody new. And I understand where people come from. He got you two Super Bowls. You should respect him more. But it's a business, folks, and you have to understand the business side of the game. You see this happen all the time. Maybe not to this magnitude, but it happens. Superstars fade out, and they get replaced. So I can understand where the Giants are coming from when doing this, and it's just something you're going to have to deal with because there's no other way around it. And it's a business decision, and I'm fine with that. And I think everybody else should be too because people were up in arms Especially former Giants players. And I get that too. Who's a brother to you. But at the end of the day, the NFL is a business. 
and a business only. It's just an entertainment business. You have to make tough decisions for your squad. Whether you like it or not, business is always going to rule the NFL first. Why the fuck do you think we were talking about Jerry Jones so much? And thank God these coaching decisions that are seeming to run this podcast lately. Last week, coaching decisions, two of them that were discussed. This week, a coaching discussion. At least we're talking about on-field product for once. Because that Jerry Jones trying to get at Goodell fiasco has finally died down. And it's been nice because everything this season with Ezekiel Elliott, Jerry Jones, Roger Goodell, it's all been off-field garbage shit. Who gives a fuck? Has to be talked about because the NFL is a business first. But at least now we're going to talk about some on-field issues, some on-field situations. But all of them, at the end of the day, roll down to a business. So I'm fine with the, the benching of Eli Manning. Could it have been a, in, in, a, in a better way? Perhaps. The only thing I would have suggested is maybe they do, is they roll out Eli this week, and they were to give him the half, not even say anything to him. Give him the quarter if he's not playing well, first half, not playing well, then yank him. And then you can make your decision based on next week moving forward. I think you would have got a lot less backlash if you did it that way. But at the end of the day, folks, again, this is a business. This is a plan. This is a idea from head office, from Ben McAdoo coaching, who's probably not going to be the coach next year anyway. This is all premeditated. This is a plan to try and solidify a top three pick. So you have a chance to get Rosen or Darnold with the top three pick. That's where all this stems from. So don't get it twisted in any other way. I can see why you're mad. I understand it. But again, say it for like the fifth or sixth time, it's business. Want to shift gears here quickly to the Thursday night football game, which wasn't much of anything. It's kind of pissing me off that last Thursday I was talking about the Redskins and the Cowboys and the Giants a little bit. I didn't really touch on the Giants too much. But again, here we are this week talking about the Redskins and the Cowboys. And it was an okay game. It wasn't anything special. Two teams, again, that, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs. But there was comments after the game that I want to touch on. And Well, actually, you know what? We, we got a clip here. Let's just play the clip. This is after the game. Cowboys trounce Washington Redskins 38-14. And this is what the Thursday night football panel had to say regarding Kirk Cousins in that football game. Uh, not, not to mention, and, and uh, story, we, we talked about it in the pregame as well. Kirk Cousins, do you pay him, do you, do you not? Right there. There was blood in the water. The Cowboys were a wounded team coming in, and I'm talking about not just physically, but emotionally. As a quarterback. Mentally, and mentally. And mentally. As a quarterback, you come into games like this, and you shred that defense based on what I saw last week against the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, a couple oh, weeks. my God. But, I mean, he was putting some balls right on the hands of some of his receivers in the first quarter. There was a drop yeah, he, pass he, in the first, on the first exactly. series. They got the interception. They, they, here's, Washington here's, was ahead of the game in terms of field position battle you know until that Jamison Crowder punt uh, return. I agree. I agree with that everything right that down. you are saying. But as a quarterback, yes. when those things are happening, you go to your wide receivers, you don't shake them. You pat them and let them know you have confidence yep. and let them know I'm coming back to you. Yeah. And and, and, and I was standing on the sideline. I was waiting that. 
for that to happen. Didn't happen. I, I, I never saw him go by his wide receivers and, and, and give them a vote of confidence of, of what we are going to do. Based off what he's saying, and you want that leadership, I'm going to say it right now. That probably cost them between 10 and $20 million <laughs> off that contract because he showed that he is not wow. a true leader that you demands you gotta, you that kind of money. Games, you gotta yeah. win. You gotta win these games right here. Well, and that's interesting because we talked about it, and as he talked about, it, he said, "Haven't you guys seen enough over the last few years in that building in yeah. DC?" Yeah, but did. these kinds of games, these kinds of no, games, no, he was right. right. He right. was right. right. These are the kind of games they've seen. <laughs> no, he was right. We have seen enough. Yes, you are right. We we've seen enough. I don't know. I think you guys are being a little unfair I about Kirk Cousins right now. I think you're being hard on Kirk, too. Rich, I'm with oh, you, Rich. Stop it. Oh, oh, no, no, stop it. I appreciate you, Kirk. Hold on a second. He put a ball right on Crowder's right hands in the first quarter. Should Absolutely. have been seven points. Hey, Instead, hey, it was an interception. And then they're starting to play the field position game again that they were able to win. And then there was a ball put on the turf in the punt return. Another one was put on Dotson's hands. You could talk about all of that. He made that play before the end of the first half. Kirk played well. Kirk was playing well. But you remember, I told you, last week he threw Crowder into a headache. So Crowder had he was remembering, hey, you set me up last time, so now I'm not going to I, I think let's, you may be doing that again. So that's what I'm first, telling you what's going on. The first interception the first interception and I've sat, we've sat in meeting rooms in the red zone as a quarterback, put that, thing on that ball got to be low. Put that thing on that ball got to be on him. Right. You cannot right. throw a ball high. <laughs> protect the, protect they, the receiver. They tell that the rookie as quarterback. As short as that field has gotten, you know pain is oh, right stop. around you the corner. You are just so, yeah. no, but, but, You've yeah, been yeah, all yeah, over yeah, Kirk yeah, Cousins yeah. for no, weeks. I, I'm not, and I'm not on Kirk now. I'm not over Kirk. But now I will say this. Yes. I will say, on some of the sacks and some of the fumbles, he has to protect the ball there. But I'm with you on those interceptions. A lot of them went off the other guy's hands, and I put that on the receiver. So they're cracking down hard on Kirk Cousins there. Cracking down really hard on Kirk Cousins. Some questionable comments, I must say. Very questionable. Steve Smith, what the fuck are you talking about? 10 to $20 million. This is the thing, too. This is a live, in the moment. This is in the moment thinking by these guys. Because let me, let me grab some fucking stats for you here. Let me grab some stats that are going to change your mind. Because there's stats here. I'm going to say a line from Brian Billick that I've held on for years. Stats are stats. Stats don't lie. Now, the stats I'm going to give you, they're going to be a little fluctuated because, because of the Thursday night game. The numbers are going to be a little bit better. They're going to be moved up the charts because that extra game played than every other quarterback, of course. But nonetheless, I want to do a comparison. A comparison between Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott. And it might actually shock you what these numbers show. So first of all, we have Kirk Cousins, who in the NFL this year is second in passing yards. Now I know it's inflated a little bit, but after this week he should not drop any further than sixth. Dak Prescott is 15th in passing yards. Kirk Cousins, fourth in touchdowns with 21. Dak Prescott, 10th in the NFL in touchdowns with 18. Now he does have five rushings, but Kirk has three rushing. So they're one off on the touchdown radar. And this is an equal comparison, of course, because they just played same amount of games played. Kirk Cousins, eight interceptions. Dak Prescott, nine interceptions. Close again. Kirk Cousins, number six in completion percentage at 66.6. Dak Prescott, 15th in completion percentage at 62.8. 
Kirk Cousins, number seven passer rating at 99.6. Dak Prescott, number 19 passer rating at 87.9. Oh, yeah, and Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys before Thursday night had three consecutive games without hitting 10 points. Yet, I hear nobody calling for Dak Prescott's head, ever. Never heard it. Kirk Cousins, is he an elite quarterback? Fuck no. Not yet anyway. I don't think he ever will be. Is he a franchise quarterback? Perhaps. If you get the pieces around him. Kirk Cousins is 29 years old. He's not old for a quarterback. If he was a running back, nah. I could see it. You know, Kirk Cousins gets the rep of... I'm going to give a high school reference here. And I think everybody can kind of relate to this. Because high school is pretty savage. And I'm not trying to be a dick when I say this. In high school, you know, there's always kind of that, from a male aspect, there's a girl that gets a rep that might kind of be slutty or something. And just kind of has that rep and they hang on to that rep no matter kind of what they do. People just kind of think of them as that way. And the best indication of that would be if you watch the show 13 Reasons Why. Spoiler alert here if you haven't seen it and are planning on watching it, but that's what that show is based off of. Girl gets a rep of getting with guys, and no matter what happens, as in high school, you get that sense, you always think of it that way, and that's why that show's real. But that's what the Washington Redskins have done to Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins just has that rep now that he's never going to be anything. He's not going to be good. He's not good enough. And no matter what he does, unless he just goes and rips shit up, he can't just be average when there's average quarterbacks all over the NFL. Kirk Cousins gets a bad rap, and it's the Washington Redskins doing so. Now, if the Washington Redskins don't sign him, I think it will be a grave mistake because Washington Redskins currently sit with the number 11 pick in the NFL draft. Now, unless you're going to do an RG3 type move or lose a shit ton of games down the year, then you're not going to get a good pick for a quarterback. And they could slide down. Remember, they just played. Teams lose this week, they could slide down to 14 or 15. So unless you're going to trade the farm like you did for RG3, then you better lock this guy up for at least three or four fucking years. Steve Smith, that dumbass comment to yours, 10 to 20 mil? Get some fucking facts, bud. Marshall Falk, shut up. Michael Irvin, figure it out. Get some facts, Steve Smith. Living in the moment, motherfucker. Because these are the stats. And Dak Prescott, he's not getting any bad rep. I just gave you the stats. Kirk Cousins beating him in all, every category, top to bottom, every fucking category. Kirk Cousins is beating Dak Prescott in every single category I just listed. Maybe not wins. But isn't it funny, too, when you have these comparisons? Like, look, how's Dak Prescott been without Ezekiel Elliott? Not very good, has he? Not very good. He's been okay. The last game he was okay, but... Like I said, three previous games, not even hitting 10 fucking points? Are you kidding me? Because they ought to run the ball. They had to rely on Alfred Morris. Dak Prescott is average. Now, he has time to grow, of course, but he needs run game. He needs Ezekiel Elliott. How's Eli Manning been doing this year? 2-9. and nine. Not very good. He's not even going to be playing this week. Pieces are missing. Loses Odell Beckham for the year. Loses Brandon Marshall for the year. Now, Brandon Marshall wasn't playing that great. 
But he could have got his legs under him. He was on a new team. Things could have started to click. Loses Shepard for some time. No run game. Not a great offensive line. Hard to win football games. Hard to do good in situations like that. And then we go to Kirk Cousins. Oh, who has Kirk Cousins lost? Again, let me repeat. Better in every statistical category than Dak Prescott that I just listed off. What does Kirk Cousins have to work with? Oh, well, he lost Deshaun Jackson. He lost Pierre Garçon to free agency. Jordan Reed has hardly played this year. Trust me, I fucking know I have him in fucking fantasy. Oh, how about Rob Kelly gone? How about Chris Thompson gone? You lose that many pieces, you replace them with smaller things, it's going to be hard to produce, yet still does better than Dak Prescott. Redskins, if you want to listen to the Thursday night panel of Steve Smith, Marshall Falk, and Michael Irvin, go ahead. Because they're not going to franchise tag him. If they are, they're going to pay him a shit ton of money. you got to lock this guy up for three or four. Or he's going to walk, and the Redskins are going to do what the Redskins do and fuck up. Because that's what the Redskins love to do. So if you want to trade up, sell the fucking farm to a team, look how good the Los Angeles Rams are now on your dime. That's your doing, Washington. So if you want to trade the farm up because... You're just hovering middle of the pack right now. You're not going anywhere with these draft picks. If you want to sell the farm to get a high draft pick or take a chance, let Kirk walk, take a chance on a middle-end quarterback, you go right ahead. You go right ahead, Dan Snyder and co., because it's going to be the same old, same old, red, 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 skin, skin, skins. And I said that because, funny story here before we wrap the uh, podcast up, we got a buddy of ours who's a Redskins fan to go up to the front of a pub and that he thought that was the Redskins fight song or somebody convinced him that was the Redskins fight song, went up to the front, said red, 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 skins, skins, skins. It was hilarious. I wasn't actually there, unfortunately, but I heard about it and that would be pretty fucking funny. And that's going to conclude this podcast episode. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at ITC Sportscast. Subscribe on iTunes at Inside the Cave. As for always, what the warden says goes. So Redskins, you better listen to the warden or you're going to fuck your franchise up. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.